Hello and welcome to Indie Rec, a podcast focused on giving indies a place to talk about themselves and their projects and give you, the listener, insight into what may seem to be a mind-wrecking process. My name is Slays, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jax. Howdy! And today, our guest is... Well, let me go and let you introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, my name's Chris, and I'm the creative director of an indie game that's currently in development called Bo Path of the Teal Lotus. I'm from America, but currently me and my programmer are in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And we've both been living here about five years. And that's where development take is taking place. Although we do have members on the team who are in Mexico and Brazil. That's our composer, Moises, and our animator, Mikami Art. Oh, wow. I love your, I love your composer. I, that music in Bo, oh my gosh. I, I could have that on loop and just sleep to it. I mean, that is just like relaxing and just, oh, I can just like sit on my front porch and have that going. It's like... This is so zen. I love this. Yeah. Thank you. Moises is doing such a good job. And music from the very get-go was something that I really thought was absolutely critical to the game. Um, and he's just been great to work with and really um, adhere to the mantra of music makes games. So it's just as important as anything else that goes into the process. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know me personally, there are times that uh, the game might be a little bit slower and pace but if the music is something that captures my attention then i will go through that slower pace that i normally would check out and be like nope i'm done but the music will keep me going that is a definite oh, plus love Bo. i mean this this music is just you get to sit there and just just stare at the screen that's i had so much trouble with finishing the alpha because it was like i could just listen to this and watch the little character um drink drink tea all day long because it was just like this is just absolutely <laughs> mind-blowingly gorgeous stuff cool i got a few questions i want to want to go through and ask you chris for our listeners out there at home or wherever they may be throughout the world because originally i thought that it was y'all's team was centered in uh, thailand i didn't realize that y'all were like spread out throughout the globe and you had talent in different places so that i don't want to say took me by surprise but not what i was expecting I didn't either. I mean, the fact that you guys are able to coordinate, especially since your time difference is kind of got to be hard. Yeah, balancing it has been interesting, but it, it's actually not as difficult as some people might think. There are so many good tools now to kind of facilitate working across time zones, countries, etc. And we have a good workflow going on. You know, I'll, we use a project management software called Asana, which is a competitor to Trello. And I think right. a lot of people might be more familiar with Trello. I and know we Asana. Just, I do. I all do. right, you do know Asana. I yeah, do. they're the two yep. biggest names in the space. Yeah, it's just such a great tool. We, I can kind of just put all my notes in. We just communicate on there and then I go to sleep and the next day there's some update and then I kind of give a little bit of uh, my comments again and then we just uh, kind of whittle everything down and the project gets done quite efficiently. That That's a fascinating, that's, I have never, I mean, I've been in, um, I've been in the Discord and talking to all you guys, but I mean, I have not, and I use Trello myself, but I, seeing Asana being used so effectively in what could be a mass hysteria oh my god situation 
is yeah. fascinating to me. I think I think it's very awesome that you've been able to uh, assimilate that into your work progress. Right. Well, we learned along the way. I mean, in the beginning, we weren't using that. And I'm like, man, this isn't working. This really isn't working. I, you know, you have to do some research into how to keep workflow efficient. And yeah, we learned along the way and we got a nice streamlined method going on. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. We want to start with a little bit more about you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, some fun facts, I guess. I'm like a big anime fan and a lot of people, or I try to make that clear to people who first see our project. It's like a lot of the influences that go into the art direction are inspired by different anime. Where I'm drawing a lot of the inspiration and aesthetic influences. I'm half Japanese, so I kind of grew up around that kind of culture and just watching Japanese movies and especially like Studio Ghibli movies. I oh yeah! It. I yeah. totally knew it. I'm like, he is such a Ghibli fan, especially with huge, that. Yeah. I could tell. I'm like, Spirited Away has to be one of your faves because in the backgrounds, of your backgrounds alone, like he he totally totally Miyazaki does. And I was like, holy cow, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you know, while I'm inspired by Miyazaki, I don't pretend that I'm anywhere near that level. But I, I try to take what I can from. I mean, he's just the master, you know. He is. Have you heard he's come back to make one last movie? Yeah, he's making the last movie. It's going to take a while, though. I, I heard he's going at like 25% uh, of the pace that he used to be able to go at, but just because he's getting older. And, yeah, 68. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, he's, uh, he's in his 80s now. Or, is he 80 now? Yeah. 81? Yeah. I don't Man. know. Man, <laughs> totes my goat's respect for a guy that can keep doing it. He was supposed to retire. Spirited Away was supposed to be his last movie, but he couldn't stay away, you know? Yeah, his son made one. His son tried one, didn't he? And it was was, right. It was uh, unfortunately didn't do so well. So he's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's interested, I highly recommend that documentary that was made about like him doing Ponyo and uh, the wind rises. It kind of like goes into his relationship with his son. It's pretty intense, but that's such a great documentary. I plug it like every time <laughs> he comes up. <laughs> Is that like on Netflix, uh, Amazon? Oh, uh, you could find it. Oh, I forget the name of it, but it's online somewhere. You could just search Miyazaki documentary. Okay. And it's uh, free. You could stream it free. Awesome. Yeah. It's like an awesome. Eight part, eight part documentary. It's so good. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Cause like especially that. since he like hand paints his backgrounds. It's crazy. Yeah. It's Great. You kind of already jumped into this a bit. I was going to ask about some of the inspiration for this game for Bo. Oh, well, well, there's definitely like tons of inspiration. Yeah, and I, I kind of mentioned at a different anime. Maybe it could specifically name Demon Slayer, yeah, Attack on Titan, all the Ghibli movies, but specifically mm -hmm. maybe Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I was wondering because I know we started talking about Discord on Discord about Okami. When you released the alpha version, we were talking, there was a lot of Okami talk. Right. Yeah. Okami is a huge one. I think, I mean, I hadn't played Okami until fairly recently. Definitely. Oh, so I you did. You did pick it up. I was wondering yeah. about that because you spoke about it. Yeah. I was just like, oh man, I need to play this. You know, uh, I had seen videos, right? I'm very familiar with the stylized traditional Japanese art that they tried to emulate when they were doing the art direction for Okami. And I was very familiar with it, but I had never actually sat down and played the game. Um, so Bo definitely gets a lot of its inspiration from Okami, but it's actually 
perhaps a little misleading because Okami gets its art direction inspiration from just traditional Japanese art like sumi-e, ink, ink wash stuff, and ukiyo-e art style, which is like a traditional Japanese art style painting. But since uh, Okami was able to translate it into the world of video games, it's of course going to be a natural thing that we try, we, we study Okami and how they did their shaders and we're, we're just very informed by how they did the aesthetics and, and particle effects and stuff. So Okami is just huge, especially since the protagonist is kind of similar in a way. I love them. That little, that little fox. I, I want a stuffed animal of this fox. I mean, seriously, because just so cute. They are just so cute. I'm sure if there is a stuffed animal, you'll, I'll be getting you one. Oh yeah. If we, Chris, if you do get stuffed animals, like have an alpha run of those, can I please put me on the list for one? Because well, those so cute. <laughs> well, actually on our Kickstarter, we do have a plush ready. And that's a, that's one of the tiers, but it, it is sold out at the moment because we did not expect people for people to respond so positively to it. So, but we are in the process of trying to make more. Chris, you just made me cry. I'm going to have to cry now. Oh no. It, Bo will make you happy. Just wait till you get the plush and give it a quick cuddle and you'll be good, as good as new. I will. I will take a picture of myself and be like, you guys need this plush. You just plush me. I can't oh, wait yeah. to see pictures of people with the plush. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, I, I will. You know me. You know me by now that I will photobomb and be like, look at this plush. Can't wait. So what would you say is one of the largest obstacles that you and your team came across? Well, I could tell you, like, once the game starts getting traction and people start noticing it more, in the beginning, there's no stakes whatsoever. You know, it's just you and your team and you're making what you're making. And essentially, no one cares, right? in the beginning. But as soon as you start building a community, I mean, I think our Discord grew by like 600 members in the past week. Oh, and, wow. um, you know, and as soon as they start getting into the fandom, the pressure starts building and, you know, you feel a responsibility now. Whereas before, it was just like, I'm doing this for me. I'm just doing this for me. And like, people can take it or leave it. But now, especially since people are monetarily supporting us, um, you get a little bit of extra pressure because now you have to please people outside of your own, uh, outside of yourself. That's kind of been an interesting thing to have to overcome. But I think, so it's difficult to balance your creative wishes with what people are expecting now from the game. And of course, with all of the good feedback comes some negative feedback here and there. And that's been difficult, you know, because until until now, like everyone, everyone I've shown the game to has been close to me, you know? And they want the best for me. So they've been saying like good things and like, oh my God, this is so awesome. But now that like it's open more to the general public and more people know about the game, you do get some negative feedback. And that's with everyone. Anytime they put out something that people are gonna see, there's gonna be those people that give negative feedback and usually not even like constructive negative feedback, just like straight up negative energy kind of feedback. Troll, they need to kill a fire. Yeah. Trolls and even even just some people who are like sincerely don't like it, <laughs> which is fine. And there's always going to be those people. You know, you can get a hundred positive comments, like glowing positive responses, but all it takes is one negative comment to really just be a thorn in your side. That's been tough, but like it's been getting easier to kind of just brush off that stuff and say, hey, look, there's people who like it, and we're gonna we're gonna play to our audience, you know. Don't worry about the people who are trying to bring you down for whatever reason. I'm really glad to hear that y'all have gone to that point where it's like, okay, these folks aren't our target audience mm -hmm. and let's move on. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad to hear that. I feel you, brother. Um, 
my latest book is having the same problem. And I'm like, oh, you guys don't know what to do with this. So I totally identify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so tough. But so they're skating. It man. got easier. It, got e- it gets easier, but they, ooh, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So- it really does. Like, uh, if anyone's listening to this and has ever said a negative thing, like, if it's constructive, go ahead and, and, and give that. But, like, it's not, it really affects the creators. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. helpful, definitely, because we, um, my favorite quote is, uh, your book is a love letter to one person. And in your case, your game is a love letter to one person. So I definitely love the negative feedback that's like, I really liked this, but I really didn't like this. And I'm really sorry I didn't. But those ones that are just like, well, you are the biggest, I mean, that. Oof. <laughs> so what is, do you really enjoy more than anything about working on Bo with your team? It's a great question. I personally, my favorite part of about Bo has been realizing a vision. And I guess I could get an example. We have one area in our game that's based on Japanese pattern making and origami specifically. And that scene was inspired by like a very short scene in the Demon Slayer anime uh, where there's like kind of like a psychedelic floral animation. Yeah. The character Tanjiro is getting caught in this illusion or this hallucination that's set off by another demon. And I saw that scene and I saw how they did the, the flower animations blooming in the background. And that sparked something in me and gave me a cool idea to do this origami level. Even though that scene wasn't explicitly like an origami type thing, it really inspired something in me. And that feeling of inspiration to kind of like create your own world based off something that uh, was really beautiful and be able to realize that and come up with creative ways to kind of like do the background and stuff because um there's not really a reference for how to create an area that's an origami world so the creative process in creating that just like looking up different origami patterns and being able to say oh we'll take this piece out and add this pattern onto it and rotate it in this way just doing something that's never been done before as far as i know and seeing it come to fruition, it's a feeling really kind of unlike any other. And I really felt like that was one of the best moments I had in creating Bo so far, just realizing it kind of a unique idea. The response was really good to it too. So I think like people also saw how much work went into it and it felt really good. It just felt really good to have the idea, execute it, and then have people respond in a positive way. Yeah, the creative process in that way has been really rewarding. Oh, that's uh, gonna say, didn't realize that there hasn't been like a origami world set previous game that could have been used as a reference. So I yeah, just... as far as as far as I know, I don't think there has. I, I haven't really done a deep dive and I probably should have. Um, well, there's like the origami King Mario game. They took a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I've seen my son playing that one. And that didn't seem too in depth in the origami. It's like, OK, you have the basics, but it's not like full scale. Like, right. So we're going for very highly stylized, fantastical, like origami, very pattern based and uh, just very abstract. Whereas in Mario, in, in uh, Paper Mario, the newest one, it kind of didn't go too abstract with it. I mean, they did a great job, but it's a little bit of a different take. Yeah. You know, I'm really like. I really am curious because I don't remember that particular part in the alpha. I don't think it was in the alpha. Yeah, it's not in the alpha. It's in the trailer, though. I think I do remember it from the trailer, which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Well, I've been seeing some uh, gameplay trailers on uh, YouTube when uh, I started talking to a buddy of mine just referencing your game. 
and he took a look at it. it's like okay there's some gameplay trailers and he started looking at that it's like he got hyped over it and he started sharing it with some of their streamer friends oh great yeah just in a few moments and he was in on it yeah it was important for us into the trailer to kind of hook people visually i think for me what a game looks like and i think for most people probably but for me what a game looks like it really sells it to me. So it has to be like visually different and uh, stimulating. So I was really keen on making the trailer show off some of what makes Bo visually unique. Oh my gosh, like visually, you, it's interesting you mentioned that because there's one thing that I really noticed about Bo that I don't notice in very many video games. And it was the contrast of the cool versus the hot of the background. The character, it uh, is it, a, I'm going to refer to as Bo as a they, right? Um, just yeah. so I'm calling it right. Okay. I just don't want to insult them because it's so cute. But the, that's what really grabbed me when I first saw Bo is I saw this like masterful use of contrast that you don't really see in video games nowadays. There's either a monochrome palette or it's too saturated, but Bo actually had that nice hard teal versus a lot of the red in the character's face. And then there's a lot of red in the uh, initial opening background. And I was like, this is something, and there was a lot of red too. So there's a lot of attention obviously taken to the contrast of uh, complementary right. colors. And I, that's something I don't see in games. And that's really what grabbed me about Bo, other than the fact that I've never seen a character like them before. And I was like, hmm, I've got to get into this game somehow. Right. I think a lot of the visual trends recently have been focusing on kind of monochromatic palettes or extremely simple palettes. And it's definitely really um, eye-catching. And, and it's definitely risky that we kind of went with this really kind of varied color palette and uh, in bow and and it's definitely more work but that's just kind of i didn't plan for it to be like that i was just like this color will look good here uh, i just try to use my own sensibilities i i don't really know too much about color theory i know what i think looks good and i kind of just go with it you know and it develops over time like trust me like a lot of these scenes go through so many iterations with the color and i hate most of it um but you know once you settle on something that feels right i feel like that's kind of my process just go with it and it's not the most efficient process let me tell you it's definitely not um but um that's how you get unique looking stuff so i i try to lean into what feels right well, I know you mentioned color theory and there's times that's like, okay, color theory says we need to do this, but I mean, if it, that doesn't feel right, then that's where the human eye and what gut instinct goes, okay, this would work better. And I think at the end of the day, like that's how my, that's my unique touch. And that's what's going to set Bo apart visually from other people's games. So if you could go back in time, like magical, science-y time travel machine, and give yourself one thing to help yourself in the past, what would it be and why? Hmm. Don't go with money. Please don't go with money. Oh, it's definitely not money. <laughs> I In my life, I've realized that money is... Uh, a lot of people really chase money, but it'll never make you happy. Unless you do something worthwhile with it, of course. But um, for me, I think... I'd go back in time and tell myself to keep being creative because there was a time in my life where, especially in like high school, I was extremely into my art and uh, photography and stuff like that. Like that was my life. I was the art kid, you know? I was like uh, most, what is it? Most creative or, or best artist, something like that in my senior year. And it was kind of like my identity in a way. And then after, Maybe like when I was 22, there was like a eight year gap where I just was like, you know, trying to find myself again. And I didn't do any art 
Uh, I didn't have really have a creative outlet. I, actually, I kept on doing photography, specifically like creating traditional art, painting, digital stuff. There was none of that or very, very little. So if I went back in time, I would have asked, I would have told myself to just nurture that a little bit more, just nurture your creativity. Not everyone's like traditionally a creative person, but I think creativity is something that breathes life into you that nothing else really can. And, and it's closely tied to passion. I think a lot of times, what, even if you ask me what the purpose of life is, I would answer to you that it's creativity. Um, whether that be creating a community, creating an art piece, creating a music piece, or creating like a building or something. I mean, there's so many ways to be creative, but just that creativity, I think is such an important thing that people overlook in their life. So I, I would just say nurture, nurture creativity to my past self. Actually adds into a question I've had for you is, I don't think Slays has asked this yet, but what was the bow moment? Like, you know, every creative has this moment, it's like, I started doodling this one thing and it's like, I really want to see this go somewhere. What, so what was your bow aha moment? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question I never got before. I'd have to kind of like rack my brain a little bit. I don't know if there was an exact moment, like a, an aha moment that I could trace back to because it happens slowly over time. Um, but I guess the moment would be when I made the first scene in Unity and I had this concept of like the red bamboo forest and I got the parallax working and I, and I did like a very rudimentary animation for Bo. And uh, it's on our Twitter. If, so if you guys want to like, if anyone wants to go and sift through our Twitter and kind of see the first prototype scene, I just saw that like, there's a moment where you're like, oh my God, this, my character's alive. You know what I mean? And that moment was really special for Bo. And I think like once I saw that, I'm like, wow, this could really work. And although it looked, if you look back at it now, and obviously it was a prototype and obviously it wasn't polished, but if you look back at it now, it didn't look that great in all honesty. But Damn. to me, it was beautiful because I could see the potential in it and it, it excited me. And you know, just that little seed that was planted with that first scene, if you nurture it, it can really blossom into something that a lot of people can kind of connect to. Yeah, I'm actually scrolling through Bo Twitter and all the media post right now so i mean we we posted it a while ago and we've been posting like crazy recently so you might have to scroll a bit yeah i, I was gonna jump in with the the way you mentioned creativity not just being what people consider to be more artsy but it can be architecture it can be mm -hmm. just different things yeah that, that means that can inspire folks to be creative in numerous different ways whether i know for me at work i provide a long-lasting impression with the conversations that i have with folks because they're just so weird it, it is chris if he ever hops into your your uh your stream you're gonna have a lot you're probably gonna have a lot of what <laughs> moments yeah like this is this person certifiable maybe <laughs> no i love those kind of people the most he does, he does. they shake think they rock the boat and we need some of that He's funny, especially when you get Trevor and Trevor and on. It's like it's like, oh my gosh, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Let's. What is something you learned they didn't expect to learn through this entire process, through this journey? Woof. I know I'm coming at you with curveballs. Huh? Well, okay, here's here's one. I mean, I, I kind of have a background in design and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like too many curveballs were thrown to me in the design aspect, but the community management part, 
Um, and learning how to foster a community and be active in a community is something that isn't really like you think about when you're doing game dev, but it's something that comes up big time. That's been a total journey for me recently, and I'm still stumbling my way through it. And our Discord is really blowing up recently. Our Twitch streams are blowing up recently. And it's something that kind of came with the territory that I didn't foresee. Having to learn all these ways to nurture the community and keep like a positive energy kind of flowing, that's been something that I feel like I stumbled into and I'm not doing a great job with it, but I really wanna learn more and become better at doing that because without the community, without the strong community, there's there's little point in my opinion into in doing this at all. That's just something that new that came up in my life. I never I've never had to do something like this before as far as like community management stuff. Yeah, I definitely hear you with that. Originally most of the reaching out to folks was more of a Jax's department, but I inadvertently just through talking to folks on Twitter, she handed it over to me and I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Where are all the folks that you've been talking to? Who's this? Who's <laughs> Bo? It's like... <laughs> I, I love your community, Chris. I, I love everybody there. They are so, so sweet. They're so good. And they're like, I remember when we first opened the Discord, there was only a few people there. And I remember the first time I saw two people talking without my input, you know, it felt so good because I'm like, oh my God, the community we brought and they were having a good time in the Discord too. And I'm like, Bo brought these two people together and now they're having like they're becoming friends it's almost like without me these people would have never met and uh it's kind of an interesting thing and now even in our, our discord there's all these people like we're doing like an original character competition right now based on some of the criteria from our design philosophies and they it's taking on a life of its own and there's like people doing collaborations with their OC characters and creating backstories and lore about them. And they're even doing like a collaborative art project now. And every morning I wake up and there's like a 200 missed messages. It's kind of mind blowing. It's like this project is expanding into spaces where I didn't even know existed. It's, it's hard for me to keep up too. I'm like, I literally had to turn off the notifications because there are so many of them talking. No, I mean, I do. I do too. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to function <laughs> if I it's, did. Like, it's like, oh, I'm doing something on my phone and okay, I didn't mean to reply. I'm still like, I just want to send an email. I just <laughs> yeah, want to send an email. Right. And that's one thing people have to understand. Like, I, it's not that I don't want to be involved. It's like, I can't at a certain point, it gets too big. There's too many messages to respond to. And so I just like want to apologize if uh, on behalf of game devs, it's a lot of work for community management. That's why a lot of them have separate community managers whose, whose job is just a hundred percent like managing the community, but I'm juggling so much right now. I'm just trying to be involved uh, as much as I can, but it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Oh, yeah, I get, I get that. I mean, sometimes you, you know, uh, Bo can't become what it is if the dev is not allowed to, you know, kind of tell the community's like, yeah, you guys, I love you guys, but I, I have to spend more time on right. my project. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't get my deadlines met. So. Yeah, folks, you hear that? Give a little time. Let he'll us get, breathe. <laughs> he'll get back to you when he's able to get back to you. It's yeah. worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> It's you're you're usually really responsive in your in your Twitch, Chris. I love to uh, talk to you there when I get a chance, and uh, I know yeah. sometimes me and what's your what's his name? So uh, Mosaka, Mosaka um, the Fox. Um, oh, Takala, Takala. Takala, there it is. I couldn't. It, I know it's like there's a, but I know me and Takala could sometimes get on to <laughs> real <laughs> Oh gosh, no, it's great. 
Oh, Tikal is great. Tikal is great. <laughs> yeah, I get into one of your streams. Usually I see you pop in and go live. I'm like, oh, I'm driving home. I should not pop into a Twitch stream while I'm driving. Probably for the best, yeah. So, and I know, I know, we don't stream at like the best time for everyone, but um, you know, oh, well, perfect for me because the kids are. Well, you know, I have my, I have the kids. Like sometimes they're in there with me. You actually got my my son into wanting to play Hollow Knight. If you really <laughs> want to know a little bit of what the influence you've had, because he's like, what is he playing? I'm like, oh, it's Hollow Knight, and so he's Sweet. like, I want to play. So cool. Yeah, sorry if I uh, go off a little bit sometimes. Maybe it's not too appropriate for the kids, but <laughs> oh, um, okay. <laughs> Um, the they, things they're hearing in school, Chris. Let me tell you, we've we've answered some questions that we didn't even want to answer. Yeah, <laughs> sure, right. Yeah, school. Um, when she's playing Bloodborne, or I was in the military, so yeah, they they've been exposed a little they've bit. They've been but, exposed. So okay, no, yeah. no worries there. And our son is already an avid gamer, so he's don't. don't oh, worry. he knows it all. Then he's heard it all. Oh yeah, Minecraft. Uh, Mario. So yeah, don't ever worry about that. He asked me more questions about what you're playing and what you're saying. Like, what is his terminology? Then it's cool. it's interesting how well he's he's ten. So he at the things he asks are like twelve and fifteen level things. So cool. you've already got yeah. him into wanting trying. I try to give a, a game dev perspective on the on uh, when I play games. So that's kind of like one tr thing I'm trying to offer to be a little different than other streamers. Like sometimes I'll go on like these crazy tangents about how they did the background or particle effect or the lighting in this scene and just kind of like try and figure, break things down for people. I know That's you've gotten me into one of trying it. I mean, I know you definitely have gotten uh, Slays and I wanting to get in to try to try to make a game because we've been wanting to do something different. And I'm like, you know what? We just need to break down and do it, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, a year ago, I mean, before I started Boa, I hadn't even touched anything. I didn't know anything about game dev. I mean, we had made an app, but that's totally different. A totally different space, really. Yeah. The box um, phrase, was it? Yes. Box phrase. For anybody looking, go check it out right now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No plug there. No plug. Google whatsoever. Play only right now, though. But we had to put that on the back burner as soon as Boa started picking up steam because, you know, we wanted to invest in what people were excited about. It might be a passion project, but if it's not gaining traction, you have something else that is, then you do have to switch gears. That's I mean, for sure. Yeah. I know when yeah. we talk about Bo on Indirect, it's like, wait, what? We need to know more. So we, we do get asked, and I've been asked a few times, it's like, what is Bo? What is this to keep shipping? It's like, you just go check it out. <laughs> the next question I have, it might be Fox Race. I don't know. Do you have future plans for Bo? Or do you have a, uh, a new project that you already have your site set on once Bo goes live? I guess I don't understand the first part of the question. You want like some insider info about it, the plans for both? If you are able to, great. If not, don't worry about it. So I know some folks have a DLC that they have in mind or okay. a part two they are thinking of. Are we going to get Silk Song Bow style? Just saying. <laughs> um, you know, that totally depends on like certain things like the popularity of the, the initial title. On our Kickstarter, we've already funded two extra features that weren't even planned originally. Those being the boss rush mode and Trial of the Tentai Hana, which is kind of like a hardcore platforming gauntlet. And those were added just purely because we got fu more funding than we were planning. And that will not be DLC, that'll just be base game. As the project evolves, I'm definitely open to doing DLC. But right now it's kind of like, it's really exciting the energy is going and it's it's easy to be like oh now we can add this now we can add this but no we're kind of scope locked right now we don't want to increase the size of the game after trial of the tentahana so uh the boss rush mode and that trial of the tentahana we're scope locked we're not going to do any extra areas or 
anything like that. So we'll complete that, not adding anything new. If there's time left over, which I don't think there will be just because we have a lot to do, but if there's time left over, then yeah, DLC, uh, maybe maybe we're talking about a sequel, but you know, I'm, I, I'm just saying I'm not closed to an idea. But right now, there's nothing planned. Okay. Now, for folks that are listening in. Poe is live on Kickstarter. For anybody yes. listening, it is fantastic. The funding has already been just slammed. I'm looking at funded, 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 funded. So much yeah. so, it looks like, Chris, you just added a couple new tiers. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I kept having to update the graphic every time I, like, blinked. It was stressful, actually. But uh, right now, we, we have a higher stretch goal that we're working towards. And it's it's been good. Yeah, I mean... Hey, it's on our list to fund. I know that for sure. We're probably going to be funding it too. And considering our son primarily plays things on Switch and this is porting over to Switch, that'll be a good thing for him. Shut up, Chris, really? Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah, that's that's the uh, 45. You keep moving it. (laughs) I didn't get to see that one. (laughs) Soft funded, funded. Oh my God, that's awesome. Chris, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it's, I, I was so blown away. I mean, I haven't even, I don't, I haven't even taken it all, taken it all in yet. But it's. Oh my gosh, I might have to hit, hit you up in Twitch and like you, uh, you hear like this popping noise just so you can have like champagne on us. Ah, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely at the end of uh, the Kickstarter, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing a stream. We're gonna be celebrating with the community, and uh, I'm also gonna do like a retrospective about the, the campaign, and because a lot of people have been asking for that, so that, that's kind of oh, like wow. our way to give back a little bit i'm looking forward to the boss rush myself because i'm a glutton for punishment with games like this it, it's Heck it's yeah. you're gonna find some it, with the alpha version it was i know there was one part that chris actually had to make a tutorial because somebody was from like how do you do this part chris it's not fair I don't know right, no, no right there's definitely some <laughs> some design problems and stuff we're polishing it out and but yeah it took the me an hour to run that yeah, the difficulty is something that's hard to get right because as until you start play testing it, because yeah. uh, we we're really good at the game. Trevor and I, we can play it and it's like a breeze. But for first timers, it's difficult to know how different people approach it. I remember a couple of parts like for for me and knowing knowing you and how you uh, wanted to do uh, your mechanics with the alpha version. I know for me, it was like, yeah, I, I would keep going because number one, I love Bo. You already know this. I'm like a cheerleader wearing a fox mask at this point. But I know a few people that would be at this at, at this one area, I won't tell because it's like a huge spoiler and they would probably put the game down, which I don't want to see that. And I'm like, I, can we add like something here <laughs> just to right, help get through that introductory that, mode? It's like just right. And that's bit. why we, we really appreciate the alpha testers for the feedback and we definitely take their word to heart, you know. I loved it. I, I, I love the challenging. I loved the challenge of this this part. I was not going to say anything, but it uh, was like. I'm kicking myself for not jumping onto your computer and playing it. It, it was what it's it's I would play it again. I mean, seriously, I would I, I rushed it took about an hour. I think to call and I max was an hour. Okay. Last question that I have, where can the listeners find y'all at? You can find us on a bunch of places because you have to be on a bunch of places nowadays, but I mainly were on Twitter and our Twitter handle is squid shock squid like the sea animal and shock like a lightning bolt. So squid shock. And from there, we have a bunch of links on our in our bio, and the, our main link is our link tree with a bunch of other links. God, there's so many links, but we're you know everyone has their preferred place they kind of want to tune in to. Bo, you can find whatever uh, that place is for you on our Twitter. Curious, Chris, why why Squid Shock? Where, where did that come from? It's just Good such question. a unique <laughs> name. It's just like where did he? 
Yeah, Trevor and I sat down and we're like, okay, we got to come up with a name. Uh, and I've always liked squids. Actually, like one of my signature drawings growing up is like, I would always draw squids, these little cute squids, kind of similar to our logo, but maybe a little bit more cute than that. And then I was just like, you know, we didn't think too hard about it, honestly. It was just kind of like a fun thing. Uh, so I was like, okay, squid, and then let's make an alliteration. So let's have another S word. And I am always, I'm like a fan of the lightning bolt motif. It kind of like, for, for me at least, it symbolizes like a strike of inspiration, you know, that can kind of like supercharge you. So I kind of have always been just a fan of that idea. I kind of live for those moments that are like, divine inspiration that kind of strike you so we kind of just melded those two things together and yeah squid shock that's definitely something that somebody will not be able to <laughs> forget i'm i'm like I, I loved it i was like i love squids too like squid octopi i happen to love those sea animals so good and right? yeah they are they really are fantastic and so intelligent so intelligent. exactly i just think about the taste Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do what? enjoy eating squid too. Oh, me too. I love, uh, it. I love uh, good calamari. <laughs> I, I do. I was going to say, I miss some good old uh, octopus soup. Oh, now see, I can never eat octopus soup because the way they make it just scares the crap out of me. <laughs> well, my friend's grandmother made some good octopus soup. Just saying. Okay. Well, anyway, focus. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually wraps up what I have planned. Were there any others that you have in mind? Oh, no. I, I could harass Chris a lot we talk in his twitch stream so i could literally turn this into a more of a teasing friend thing <laughs> okay well i like to say thank you chris for joining us so you know what you haven't gotten to talk too much Jax. why don't you why don't Jax you can't talk too much <laughs> why don't you wrap this up for us wrap this up give us our outro chris thank you so much for agreeing to do this and we wish the best for trevor please keep me updated on him because i i, I know it's been miserable for me to be sick so uh, please, please keep me updated on him. And thank you so much for joining us on IndieRact. Thank you listeners for joining us. Please, please check out Bo. It is literally one of the most unique games I have had the pleasure of alpha playing. Chris and Trevor are a wonderful group of people. They really are. They do Twitch. Your Twitch is every night, right, Chris? You, you do it every uh, night? On the weekdays, on the weekdays. Every night on the weekdays. Take, take weekends off, okay. So if I know for us, it's around, usually around eight o'clock. So that's the cent that's central time. So it's probably about, what is it? 10 yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, there it is. So I know Depending us, on the daylight savings time stuff, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. We're fixing to hit that. That's going to yeah. be fun. Are we? You. Yeah, we are, aren't we? We are fixing to hit yeah, that. Yeah, spring forward. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. When is that? Uh, it's. I believe it's either this weekend or next weekend. Oh, wow. It's coming up. Okay, I got to... Or it might be it was March. so easy because right now it's it, you know it's 12 hours difference in thailand and new york so it was so easy to do now it's like one you have it's march, march 13th not february okay. 13th okay. march 13th so that's yeah. what i was thinking it was close oh wow 31 days yep march okay, 13th cool. is keep, when it hits keep note of that thank you for joining us chris yeah. thank you for having me this this has been a long time coming so i'm glad yes, we could finally get, a, get, a, get to sit down and chat it's been great finally got to bug you <laughs> And listeners, please, please, please go through, share this, not only for, I mean, I'm not even going to ask you to share this for us here at IndieRec. Share this to all your friends, your family, those people that you just love bugging around you so that Chris and more people can find out about Bo, because that's what we're here for. We're here to get more light shined on the different indie devs out there. And as for us, you can find us on Twitter at Wrecked Indie. Yep, that's R-E-K-T. We are wrecked for indie games. 
and everywhere else, YouTube, Twitch. We do have Instagram, but we don't really. And you're building a TikTok. I do. We do have a TikTok. But you know what? On the Twitter, there's a link tree. You can find all of our links there. And I go through and I do uh, demo streams on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Central. Do about two different games each week as of right now. If you are an indie dev, please reach out to us. We are always looking for new indie devs to shine lights on. If you're an indie dev like yourself, Chris, who's got a uh, release coming up and you need us on your stream team, hit us up. We are always happy to promote launches and do like a massive online stream for you guys to get your games buzzing in the Google and Twitch algorithms. So in any way that we can help with indie devs, that's what we're for. And because of that, we have a coffee. So it's just a one-time donation and coffee. I'm sure everybody probably knows about coffee right now. And a little bit about us is, is we never ask the devs for a free copy of their game. We literally either back them on Kickstarter, like we're fixing to do for Chris and Trevor and his team, their team. And we buy the games from them to support them for future projects and current projects and whatever they're going for. So your donation helps with that. And it doesn't have to be big. And it also puts coffee in our mouth. So. Thank you so much, everybody. And Chris, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will hit you up in Twitch and uh, stay safe. Yeah, thank you guys.